Look at that. <laughs> My man, I'm pressing the wrong buttons over here. I'm a little emotionally damaged right now. I got emotional damage. Emotional damage. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was great. That was yeah. great. I was like, we're restarting this countdown. Yeah, What's happening? We're restarting the countdown. I gotta, I gotta think for some more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. Yeah. You hey, know. bros. Yeah. Sorry What's to up, say guys? that uh, we just found out that uh, you know Andrew is actually feeling under the weather. Uh, so he's actually gonna bail out for this. So it's just gonna be James and I. Oh, oh wait, I just realized that I'm man. I am messing up too. Look at that. I'm I'm marked as James too. We got James and James up in this. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Let me change that real quick. James is here. James and James. Yeah, that's the uh, the new uh, lawyer show that we got going on. Uh, James, James and James. Yeah. Hey, so James that's a little, that's a little tribute to Richie Riche, you know, right there. So, uh, <laughs> yep. yeah. Mr. Yeah. Lawyer himself. So, yeah, man. man. So, I mean, it's a, know, you know, game is just what it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, I didn't come in to win this game. Um, I expect us to be able to, you know, I mean, I, I felt we were going to play well. I just don't feel like we were going to come in to win this one. But this is, this is part of the next game, you know. Yeah, basically said it best right now. I think said on. Well, I don't know if he said on this game, but for me, on the next game, whatever. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. I think Herbert was looking real healthy in this game. He was he was getting some long throws. He was making the plays that you were you definitely see Herbert make. Big difference is Char got injured. Otito Obama yeah. was done. You know, mm-hmm. it just pretty much. And then obviously, then uh, what was it? Uh, coming injured too. I mean, it put the dang blind coach with some pants and a helmet on and yeah. out there. You know. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, it, it, you could only go so far with so many different injuries like this and being the most injured team in the NFL. Yeah. And it's just every week, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. We I think I think by salary cap, we have the most uh, basically dead money all year, you know, excluding quarterback stuff, you know. Yeah, it's like, ugh, yeah. I, hey, I mean, but you know what though? I mean, I, let, let me just throw out something positive. You know, I'm a little bit more negative and stuff like that. You know, but yeah. like, <laughs> we uh, we had our second team wide receivers out there, and we still kept them, uh, you know, behind all, most of the game. So they just, you know, yeah. I, they came out hotter in this uh, after the half. Um, yep. but the, the truth is too, we had so many opportunities that we, we great field position and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess going back into the negative self of my, my, myself is that, uh, we can't win the damn game with field goals. We got to get them touchdowns, you know, we got yeah, to turn, turn those, like those opportunities into touchdowns. That's the biggest thing. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing about this. And I've never been a big fan of just taking as many field goals as you possibly can. Like that's where the fourth and daily idea mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, I mean, the thing we did and what we allowed them to do, I mean, you know, if you go back to DeAndre Carter catch that, that long catch where he was trying to get to a field goal, which ended up leading into just a field goal, or he ended up trying to get a touchdown, but he couldn't get to that point. And then we just ended up getting a field goal out of that one. That was kind of like a play that kind of could have shifted the game if he got a touchdown. Yeah. That would have shifted the whole mentality of this. I mean, we had yep. 
Dicker the kicker got basically what three field goals I think in this game. Is that correct? Yeah. Three field goals. Yeah. So you you convert those. It could have been a difference. Big play that really changed this game was when that Greenlaw with that that hit to Herbert, who Greenlaw got kicked out, but then Herbert had to sit out because he was, uh, you know, you know maybe it was, he had a concussion or whatever it might be. They held up from that drive, and that drive we were moving along a lot. And then you get Chase Daniels to come out there, Ugh. and Chase Daniels basically did nothing. It was two screen plays, basically to Eckler or whatnot. It got to nowhere. Well, yeah. Why the heck? Why the heck would they make him throw the ball anyways? Just hand the dang ball off. Give it to I, give I it to, to Eckler and just do a you know two running back situation. You know, get Horvath to lead block. You yeah. know, just. No, don't make Chase Daniel throw the dang ball. What are you trying to do? Throw some ducks? Bruh. I mean, yeah. well, and that's the thing. Like it was, it was odd to see that he was actually trying to you know, throw the ball when the guy probably wasn't even throwing a ball on the sideline. He was going on the cold shoulder and everything, mm-hmm. just trying to throw the ball around. And they were all high throws, and they're just all off, off, like yeah. completely. Yeah, it like didn't make any sense. Now I'll say, as the entire game. We run the ball a lot to the right, which I get it. Zion William or is Zion Johnson's over there, and then you got Corey Lindsay get involved. But then you got Foster Sorrell on the right side, first yeah. start of his game of his career, excuse me. Yeah. And you kept running to the right all the time, and like, yeah. what are we doing running the ball to the right to a guy that has never played a yeah. game in the NFL? Right. Expect him to be able to be, you know, Trey Pipkin or not, which he was. He's a good right tackle and everything, of course, but. Sure. It's just kind of weird that they kept doing that. And I'm like, is Jamari Sawyer not that good? Is Matt Filer not that good or whatnot? Like, yeah. yeah. Crazy. And then you go. Yeah, maybe, and- it's, maybe it's good. I think the the way that that would, you know, mindset would work is maybe they're expecting, uh, you know, them not to expect to run on that side, I guess. I'm not, I don't know. But, I mean, if you keep beating your head on the wall, eventually you're going to keep just get knocked out at some point, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to make some funny acronym or funny, yeah. like, you know, saying of some sort, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's like you're you're just going to not get anywhere. And there was so many times that there was a very much a, like, just, you ran into a wall every time. Or yeah. you lost some yards or you yeah. didn't really get anything. I mean, Daniel Popper tweeted about it. He said, hey, these first down runs ain't working, man. Yeah. Like, why do we keep doing it? Like, yeah. But the thing about this game, though, bottom line, if we, once again, if you had a full squad, this would have been a different game. This would have been an absolutely different game. Even just have Allen and Williams out there, it would have been a totally different game. Or even in general, it would have been a different game. Or yeah. Williams, it would have been a different game. Just yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. It would have been a completely different game. So, you know, I'm looking at this, and preseason-wise, I said we're not going to win this game. We didn't win the game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. On to the Chiefs now. That's all yeah. it really is. And well, that's so- just – yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, we can just wrap up this talk conversation with the Niners. Moving on to the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I mean, well, I mean, well, let's be real, though, too. I mean, the Chiefs Chiefs are playing light, lights out, though, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of us, like you know, some other people in the chat, are saying, "Yeah, we uh, are are thinking that we're we're gonna lose to the Chiefs, and and, it, and it's not gonna be pretty." So, 
Uh, but like we say, hey, when we lose, we lose big. And when we <laughs> win, we win barely. <laughs> barely, exactly. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, man. We were, were, we did a good job of keeping this tight. With B squad and now almost C squad now. Mm-hmm. So, big job. And it's, it's just, we couldn't find it in the second half. The big thing is, though, the Niners came out in the second half and just ran the ball down our throats, which they should have done from the get-go. Did not. Yeah. Um, we found ways to be able to get a turnover. We found ways to be able to put them in longer situations, make a play here and there. We did okay. Now, once again, we gave up 230 passing yards, 157 yards on the on the ground, 5.5 yards per play. The second half, I'm pretty sure if you look at the yards they got per rush, we're probably close to seven to eight yards a rush. I mean, it was just, we're just getting crushed in the second half. And, you know, it boils down to just health. Like, we had nothing. Like, we had nothing. We only did 38 yards total offense. They had 387 yards total offense. We had 12 first downs. They had 23 third downs. I mean, that's that's where we lose. That's where we lose. And you can't, you cannot keep doing that type of thing. And, 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 well, I should say, you cannot keep having all these losses and expect to be able to have a good, strong product on the field. And, you know, right. I think they said on the, on the, uh, the broadcast, it's sometimes about players and, and plays. Now you, the play will work if you have the players. So yeah. we don't have the players. I mean, we had 23 minutes of time for this entire game. They had 36, almost 37 minutes of the entire game as for their possession. They were just running the ball the entire time. It was, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and we expected that. We expected yep. them to be able to rush, like run the ball up and down the field on us. Like, yeah, they got 157 yards on us, dude, and uh, we got we got 51. What the hell? What the? Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we literally did like 33 percent what they they produced. Yep. Oh my gosh, like, I, yep. man, I tell you, dude, like this is a testament that Lombardi ain't doing his job. Like, bro, like he is just not, you know, having a good day out there. Like he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's just not really adjusting well. I mean, I clearly saw a couple times that he just did that. The the typical, oh, run ten yards out and then go uh, left and right. You know, like, bro, yeah, you ain't gonna get nobody open at that ten yards out game. You you can't be dinking and dunking every single time. Like, well, thing is, the beginning of the game. It was a lot of downfield passes. Yeah, there like, was. I mean, it was DeAndre Carter deep pass for 32 yards for a touchdown. Uh, there was a – let me keep going down this. There was oh, – deep throws missed on the third possession. Third and four, 19 to Palmer. Great. Awesome. Uh, there was uh, Eck third and four. That was the first drive. And then it just kind of seemed like they held back a little bit on, like, trying to throw the ball deep. Um, yeah. Or TD for deep. Was a, that was another deep throw. Yeah. It was almost like in the first and second half, they or first and second quarter, they said, hey, let's throw the ball deep. Let's throw the ball deep. And then after the half, they were like, all right, well, we're just kind of trying to figure it out at this point because we got nobody on their defense to really make a play. So the offense, in my opinion, needs to take over the game at that point. Yeah. And – you know, Gerald Everett going down. Now we're stuck with Trey Kitty. We don't even have Donald Parham. He's not coming yeah. back for another three weeks. Like, yeah. 
it's it's all injuries at this point. Like you, if you don't have the players, you can't make the plays. The plays make the plays also help the players. And so yeah, we're just at a point where it's we don't have players to make the plays anymore. Yeah, and it is what it is. It it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. So and that's and this is the thing. The the chat's blowing up and saying, "Look, the next man up mentality is not our thing." And I keep kind of saying a little bit about this too. And like, and this is my biggest criticism to Tom Telesco. Um, yeah. His ability to make depth for our team has sucked for the past 10 years. Yeah. And the, the proof is in the pudding because none of our drafted players after the first round, second to second round have made it to the pro, pro bowl. Absolutely none. None of them. This might be the first year that that happens because Jamari Sawyer is freaking balling out. So, yeah. I mean, and they were they were even talking about that, how, like, uh, Herbert um, has only been sacked, like, I don't know, like, before this game, like, 10 times all year. And so, yeah, so they give up one sack, two sacks maybe this game? Yeah, yeah. So Which is still top in the leagues. <laughs> that's still top in the leagues, yeah. So we got yeah. 12 sacks total uh, for Herbert, whatever. Obviously, we had a major sack uh, in the Chiefs game, and uh, which yeah. one he's still lingering from. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, but uh, the the point I'm saying is, is that that next man up mentality does not work for the Chargers because our yeah. depth sucks. Yeah. Bottom line. Like, we're, you we're know, play- yeah. I'll say, though, that this year is probably some of the best depth that we've ever had. Why I'm saying this is because okay. some of the draft picks have actually worked out. Like the Jamari Salyer pick, sixth round, that was a complete steal. Um, when you start looking at, say, let's see, another first-round pick that we had, Zion Johnson, he's he's a staple for us, the right guard. Yeah. Awesome. Best situation we could have there, too. The thing is, though, that we started doing in the offseason with Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy's out there making his plays. Um, Kenneth Murray has flashes every now and then. You know, Troy Reader was a guy that we signed who ended up giving up a big pass uh, in this game, um, kind of bad pass coverage. I mean, your depth can only be for so far into the team. Like, our defensive line is now down to three dudes. There's three guys for our defensive line in this game. Bro. And, that was it. Otito Obonia was going yeah. to be, in my opinion, I was excited to see where he would go with this yeah. season. He's got an injury. He looked like he was trying to leave the stadium. He knows what it was. It was basically, a, it's a knee injury for the guy. He's toast for the season. That's another guy that's out. Yeah. You could only go so far, once again, with your players that you have on your team. You could have so much, but if every game that you're going into, you're finding uh, an injured player in another position, it's just you can only take so much of this. And then at some point it's just done. And yeah, I, I mean, we have to sign a defensive lineman now. Yeah. I mean, we have got to, um, I mean, I'm going to bring up Joe Gagliano, which once again, going back to your point, the next man up only goes so far. And the next man up is a guy that hasn't really played, I think in the NFL on, on like a regular season game. Like, do you expect him all of a sudden to be the next uh, Sue or, you expect yeah. him to be the next, oh, you yeah, know, definitely not. great next best defensive lineman or whatnot. Like it's just a, it's a tough thing when there's that next man up mentality, which has been the Chargers' mindset forever. Yeah, exactly. Ever since uh, you know, freaking Anthony Lynn, I, I, uh, even before that too, you know. So yeah. 
Uh, you know, I think Richie was just talking directly to you right here. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like James, you're right, but when you get injuries, it is on the GMs to backfill that spot to ensure that they grab the right guy for the scheme, and that's just yep. kind of what we haven't really been seeing. I mean, they like who who we got now to 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 backfill those spots? Like, you know, we're, we're struggling here. You know? Yeah, I mean, I looked at salary cap and i don't know what we can do but this year we got 4.7 million left on team cap space no really i thought we yeah, had we i thought we were like nothing i thought we were negative already for oh, like over the cap.com that's what it says so we're at 4.7 next year i know it says we're negative at 7 million okay um, i'll take i'll take a milli i'll get out there boys uh let's, yeah, go. let's go let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> get, give me a milli actually no give yeah. me a hundo give me a yeah. hundo that's fine that's fine that's all i need Right. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, though, like we, we spent so much dang money in this offseason expecting us to be very, very healthy for the season. And, you know, where we're at, like, JC Jackson, Joey Bosa, Keen Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Tito Abonia, uh, who else is injured on our team? Um, uh, Sol- uh, uh, Rashawn Slater. Uh, um, now, oh, Pipkins is out for the game, which then we had to put a guy that's never started a game in the NFL. Herbert got an injury. Gerald Everett probably has a really serious injury on with his groin muscle now. Like, it's, dude, it's every week. We are, what are we in, nine games into this uh, year? You basically probably had nine key players already out for this year. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's only so far. I mean, I, I don't know how you could have five amazing wide receivers on a team. I don't know how you could have seven to eight different O-linemen that are just amazing, you know, yeah. offensive linemen. I don't know how you could have multiple different defensive linemen that could actually be super, super solid guys for you throughout the entire year that are starters on other teams. It's just it's a tough situation for us. And I, my hopes is in this Chiefs game, I, I would hope that Allen and hope that Williams would be back because if we don't, Yep, that game's gonna be a beatdown by it. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. beat down for sure. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Like oh, definitely. I mean, that's what that's what people are no saying way. right here. Like it's what the the biggest tragedy of the scene is as mother effing Herbert, he doesn't have the weapons to throw to right now. Yeah. So yeah. like like it's just ugh. what 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 can we do? Like, I mean, I don't know, like you know, last season we had the most drop passes out of, of every team. And I think that trend is still the the trend right now. You know, like we still have some of the the most dropped passes uh, of, of all our all the NFL right now. Like there, there's easily Trey McKitty. That was a touchdown uh, where if he caught that ball, he would have gone in. But yep. he was uh you know you know butterfingers or he was a little jittery. Like maybe he's thinking too much about touchdown or whatever. Right. But uh, if he if he didn't. He caught that ball. That was clearly going to be a touchdown. You know, he would have had to fight for it a little bit, but that was there. You know. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, it's it's a tough situation for us. I, there's a lot of drop pass there that they could have easily made long long rips. And now, once again, that happens in the game. Not everybody's going to catch every pass. But what if it was to Mike? What if it was to Allen instead? Yeah. Like, right. Your playmakers are the guys that make make plays work. And yeah. You know, going back to that saying, just like what Chris Collinsworth said, it's like the players make the plays, but if you don't have the players, you can't make the plays. And that's the difference. Trey McKitty's a guy that came out of Georgia 
And I wanted to say when we drafted him, I thought it was a really strange draft because it was a fourth round pick, I believe, in front of Josh Palmer, I believe. And he only had like five catches or something like that, like in his whole college career. And I was like, what is going on here, man? Like, it was like a very, very low pass catching tight end, which I thought was a strange thing to be able to pick up a guy like the fourth round. We probably could have got him in like the sixth round just as a blocking base tight end or something like that. But right. it's tough. It's tough, man. You know, it's it's all injuries at this point. It's yeah. all injuries and you just... I mean, we are the most injured team in the league. Somebody yeah. made a comment in, in here, too. It was Mark Matlock. Uh, I don't know why his comments keep getting uh, thrown around there, but he says, you can't do nada. Look at the Eagles injuries. Nada. They basically are the most healthiest team in the league. Eight no. Yeah. Wonder why. Happens all we could. Uh, all we can hope is for their complete. Uh, compete. Oh, compete. <laughs> Well, I'm like reading all right. But anyways, I'm pr- he says, I'm proud of this team. We're still in it, and which we are. We're 5-4. and four. We're still in it. The thing is, though, this Chiefs game is even more critical for us yeah. regardless next week. Yeah. And health is an absolute issue for us. And gosh, man, the one thing that we wished to not happen this season was health being the issue. <laughs> Here it is again, guys. Here, Here it is. is. Here yeah. it is. Yep. So, you know, and I kind of, I, I ain't going to lie, I kind of started to hint at that a little bit, uh, like, you know, maybe like right before the season kind of started. I was like, yeah. look, I, I feel like th- that was, it was a danger that we have so many veterans on the team. Like they're, yeah, they're big name players yeah, um, and they're all older and stuff, but that, you know, and, and that's crazy that, you know, we got some really good talent and stuff like that, you know, but... We all know that the injury bug hits people a little bit harder at after a certain time. Because, like, look, let's be freaking honest. This is a damn rough sport out there, you know. Like, I mean, they they play sore all year long, you know. Like, I mean, it's and we say, oh, the injury report, whatever. They're basically all actually injured the entire yep. season, you know. Like, they 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 they're not feeling good <laughs> playing this game because they're yep. they're all grown men. You know, you know oh, for sure. minimum like 180 pounds of solid muscle, you know, yep. each, you know, all the way up to 300 pounds. Hey, I ain't going to feel I ain't going to sleep well, like with that kind of stuff kind of going on. It's like yep. it, it's tough to say, like, I mean, so yep. I, I was I was a little worried about this, like all year round. It's like, oh, yeah, I was I was stoked. Of course, we made all these moves. and But I'm like, man. But it is the it is the thing that is a theme with the Chargers. We find mm-hmm. ways to be able to get injured, and yeah. and and once again, Richie Richie says the same thing. Hundred percent of all players hurt. Absolutely, yeah. Hundred percent are all hurt, and there's no way around that at all. That's just how this NFL works. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent chance you're going to be injured um, playing mm-hmm. this game, and we can't only go so far with it. But it's the same side when when the hits keep coming, it's hard to be able to find a way to rebound. It's hard to find a guy that can make the play when necessary. And, I mean, even to say, you know, Herbert, I mean, he's out there trying to make things happen. And it's like, once again, the players only could go so far if they aren't one of those guys that could make those elite plays when necessary. So, yeah, I mean, Josh Palmer's trying to make the best he can. And that right. end was, I don't know, if Herbert was looking at that. It seemed like the ball kind of curved. That San Francisco came through or something, but it looked like it kind of curved to the right for some reason. 
Yeah. But I don't know Palmer read that thing wrong because I mean, it seemed like he had good like corner or just basically a little bit of a slant uh, on his route. But I don't know whatever it was, man. It was it, it was a, it was odd. I mean, I don't but, know. I mean, I don't know. Dicker had a, a kind of a, a curve, a little curve there. You know, like I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, he's got some curved dickers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I'm that, like, that, yeah. That was weird, man. I mean, I saw that <laughs> when that one kick. I was like, whoa. I was like, oh shoot! Oh, yeah. Okay. Just like, yeah, I was like, what the? Jeez, man! You know, like freaking. <laughs> that was good. That, that was good. Was so weird. That was yeah, so yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. But hey, uh, you know, so who wants to volunteer to punch uh, Joe Lombardi in the face? Uh, I know only one <laughs> Steezo. He's he's down for sure. He's down. He's down. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Go find that dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's tough. It's tough, man. But you know, once again, this is an injured team and uh, Hey, we stayed, we stayed competitive. And that's the one thing that you want to see from your players. And and I personally, my opinion, like, I think the coaching is just trying to do the best they possibly can. If it's Lombardi, uh, Staley, I think Ryan Fickens is doing a phenomenal job with his, his side of his game that he's managing, but it's, it's very, very tough. Once again, I, I it is the players that make the plays, by the way. Mm-hmm. There is that side, though, with Lombardi, like what we talked about earlier. Why do you keep running the ball on the right? Why do you keep doing Why do you keep running at Joey or at Nick Bosa, yeah. like, all the time? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. let's work the other side. I think the other side might be a little bit more, like, battle-tested and ready. Uh, sure. Tyler. And then you got, obviously, um, uh, Jamari Sawyer over there. Mm-hmm. So... Why are we not doing that? Why are we not going more to the left? I mean, right. This it's interesting. This game offensively, we only have a total of two hundred thirty-eight yards, one hundred eighty-seven passing yards to and fifty-one rushing yards. Fifty-one. I mean, hey, we yeah. had some we had some ketchup bottle out there for some freaking yeah. rushing yards. I, I, I almost hides in there. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, right. It's fifty-seven, not fifty-one. Yeah, it's fifty-seven. <laughs> it was close. Ah, you was, know, <laughs> but. It is, it is the thing is I felt like we had a lot more yards than that. And I felt like wow. And then I started looking at it and I was like, whoa, that's really a bad game. Like, but I mean, if you go back to the simple fact, they hit with 12 first downs, they had 23. Why did they have 23? They ran the ball down our freaking throats. Yeah. Hey, you kick them when you kick them when they're down. And you know they were mm-hmm. two two defensive linemen out. Now you got basically three only they're gonna be gassed to keep Running the ball down their their throats. Yeah. Hey, yep. That's off to them, man. That's off to them, man. Yeah, dude. They, they I mean, Kyle, to do. Kyle Shanahan played us the right way. I mean, that's uh, what else can you say about that? You know, I mean, they had uh, they were nine and seventeen on third down, which is yep. uh, basically well, we we were six and uh, sixteen on that. So like they did they better, and like in fact they were even better at fourth and Staley than we were. They they were yep. one and one and one. So we were zero yep. and zero. Or, Owen won on that, so like yep. shoot. I mean, yeah, that, that fourth down was just—I uh, believe it was just a quarterback sneak. I think. Yes. Yeah, I believe converted. so. Converted the fourth mm-hmm. down we tried was obviously the one that uh, we didn't get on like the mm-hmm. uh, our eight yard line. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like had to to them, help yeah. them to basically a field. Like, yeah, I, I somebody would have made a big stink about that because that was. Yeah, we didn't do that. Obviously, yards to basically give them a touchdown, but hey, our defense 
still held up. And I think for, for the amount of red zone possessions that we've only given up one touchdown the entire game. So yeah. as a positive, that's a really good stat to even look at. That right. Even with a banged up squad that we have, like we still found a way to be able to, you know, do what we need to do in a red zone when it's critical time. So it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, that's that's honestly the biggest like, positive out of this thing, despite how banged up we are, is that still we, fighting. we're still fighting out there. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and like our, I, I thought they were going to get a lot more touchdowns on us, like the first half, you know, but they, we held them. We held them yeah. back. You know, like they got, we like, you know, we went, I think they went like three field goals in a row. That was about it or something like that. And they, they didn't really, how many, how many touchdowns did they get in the first quarter? Like, or, or first half? It didn't seem like there was many. Like it was like, just they constantly, only had one. Yeah, they, they only had, had one. one. And we only mm-hmm. had one as well. But like, yeah. uh, but we kept holding them back and like they punted like, yeah. like uh, multiple times and they field goals. I think actually, yeah, that was it. They, I saw four straight drives that, yeah. um, uh, that they had no, no points out of it. Yep. And that that's huge to me. Like it, this was a huge def- a defensive battle for sure. You know? Yeah. And that's, once again, these are all these guys that are just backups and they're fighting. They're fighting. Yeah. I mean, Sebastian Joseph Day's out there doing his thing. He still seems like he's out there, very, very focused on the game. Khalil Max making plays. We don't have Joseph out there, but you're hearing that he's in the building now. I mean, bottom line, once again, the the we're almost good team Chargers, which always tends to be that way for us. Dang near mostly every single year for some reason that we almost are there, but if we just find a way to be healthy. We will be a very, very good team. I guarantee that. Now, we're in a situation in our line that we're very, very, in a very, very bad situation um, that we're only going to have to go find somebody to sign. Now, who will sign? I have no idea. But mm-hmm. bottom line, we if we were healthy, this would be a very, very scary squad. When we were chatting with the... Out of your Falcon mind, guys. They were like, man, if you guys are healthy, this would be a scary team to play against. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the uh, the kind of the truth. A lot of people in the chat here are just talking about that. How just like, look, yep. man, if, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing right here, I like this one a lot. Uh, if we <laughs> don't make it from Francisco, if yeah. we don't make the playoffs and Joe Burrow, Tua, and Jalen Hurts make the playoffs, you know, we got to fire Staley and his staff. I mean, yeah, and, and I know Richie Richie kind of brought something up about, uh, let's see if I can, I think, uh, given side. the offense issues. Yeah. And the, yeah, that one. Okay. I had, I had that starred for a little bit later, maybe. Cool. Yeah. But let's just focus on that right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So kind of tails like the, off, like the same idea. And, you know, once again, I are looking and can, can a coach overcome being the most injured team and keep his job? I mean, I, I mean, if can do it, I mean, hats off to them. I mean, that's phenomenal to be able to see that. Now, is it an issue of the coaches that just get these guys injured? I don't know that whole true story or anything like that, but absolutely. It's, uh, it, could be something to be thought about. Now, once again, we would going from one system that we've had in 
for two years and then deciding to redo a whole new system again. And even if we brought in Sean Payton, it's the same offensive system that we're in right now. Probably would mean we would keep Lombardi on this squad, I would imagine, because he's been with the Saints. Right. Sean Payton would probably keep him there. Another. So, you like, know, I don't know about that though, too, because uh, Lombardi he went off with his lion stint. Uh, I mean, he was he was a quarterback coach with uh, Sean Payton, um, and then he did this head offensive coordinator stuff with the Lions, whatever. And then he came back to the Saints after he got fired as just yeah. a quarterback coach as well. So, I don't know if like Sean Payton probably knows he's like Lombardi's kind of a trash when it comes to you know offensive play calls, so. right? Right. Uh, and so maybe that's just it, Lombardi. Maybe Lombardi is just better as a, a specific quarterback coach. I mean, clearly he favors the quarterback over the running back because you look at yeah. that, 51 freaking yards. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah. I got I got Eckler on my fantasy team, bro. Come on, hook, <laughs> hook me up. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing is, though, the Niners played it exactly. I mean, if you're going to look at their squad and who you're going to play against, is Joshua Palmer going to be the guy that kills you? Is you know, um, DeAndre Carter going to be the guy that kills you. Is it going to be Trey McKitty going to be the guy that kills you? No, it's going to be Austin Eckler. They found a way to basically hold him down to nothing. And they did the right thing. I mean, they game planned it correctly. They game planned in the second half. We'll just keep running the ball. We'll get eight yards every single run at this point. They, they played it correct. They played it exactly correct. And if I was a coordinator, I would have done the same exact like they just play, they just outcoached us in that sense, and I mean, we just don't have the players to be really back up our offense. And yeah, and I know it was uh, who was it that something talking about? Um, Mark talked a little bit about Herbert's ribs are still hurting. Yeah, yeah, here yeah, it is. Yeah, Mark, I was kind of noticing he was kind of rubbing his like his uh, rage every now, and, mm-hmm. and so I saw that. I mean, that injury is going to take a long time. And I mean, the more he keeps taking hits, the the worse it's gonna get, and mm-hmm. the longer it's gonna take to heal. So, yeah, just because Herbert's not, not on uh, the injury report does not mean that he's still not hurt. Yeah, you know, of course. And yeah. and I, I was actually say this though too that hit uh, where he ran out to the, and you know he became a runner, or whatever. Like in like in they threw that penalty or whatever. Like that was a that was very questionable call for me. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like still just because he's the quarterback, um, they're still going to play favoritism on that, you know, and, yep. and call it. Uh, but uh, what I'm actually worried about is that uh, this, this is going to be a concussion protocol thing. This is going to be kind of like a Tua a Tagovailoa a situation where it's like, I mean, that hit, um, you know, because he, well, of course, the hit that Tua had, you know, early in the season where he got up and he was all wobbling and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, was completely different than this hit for sure. Uh, whereas, whereas they still made him play. Uh, but bottom line is too is like, I mean, if Herbert gets another hit like that and he like you know goes down or whatever, oh man, I'm I'm about to walk into the freaking Chargers front <laughs> office, guns blazing, bro. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna be yeah. kicking over some trash cans and like, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, you know, like, what are you doing to my quarterback? Come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, man, it's, it's tough to watch, man. But, you know, I think the thing about it is, is we're, we got to think ahead right now. We got to think of what we have. My hope is, is that this next game versus the Chief, Chiefs, which has become a lot more critical. Yeah. It's, it's, 
got to find a way to win this game. And the thing about it is, is that Penn State's done a pretty good job against the Chiefs, at least keeping it very, very competitive and, and tends to really frazzle uh, Mahomes. Now, once again, Mahomes makes some Mahomes magic every now and then and just makes it makes yeah. a play when necessary kind of thing. Yeah. The, the issue with this is, I think it was in the broadcast they talked about now since the Chargers are at five and four, now we're tied with the Patriots, now the Bengals, that last spot uh, for the playoffs. And the Jets are still finding a way to keep things going. They're mm. still finding ways to make yeah. um, get wins. And so they're sticking around. The Dolphins are going to be sticking around. So that seventh seed is really going to get very, very heavy. Right oh, now. yeah. It's already very and, dicey for sure, man. Yeah, you know? it's really, really dicey. Now, once again, if if we don't make the playoffs – what does that mean? You know, I mean, I, again, I'm an outsider. We're outsiders. And what does that mean? Charts historically, I mean, have, I probably go back to maybe early 2000s and for head coaches, uh, where they fired them after a certain amount of time on the team. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. I, I think of the guy's name. Holy smokes. I, I, why am I drawing a blank? I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. It was here. We go. Let's see here. All right. Pulling it up. Here we go. Uh, June Jones in 1998. He was a one time coach for us for three and seven. I think he took over for Kevin Gilbride, who was there for two years. Mike Riley, that's who I was thinking about, who was there for two years. 1434 record. And then it went to Marty Schottenheimer that point um so it's happened and it is with the same uh ownership We've done that now i'm not saying brandon staley's going to be that guy but i like brandon staley i'm i'm a backer of him and everything and but who knows who knows I mean, who knows where we're at yep mark matlock Matt, uh, mike riley yeah that's mm. something that you could think about, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Staley's going to get fired. I think the Chargers like Staley. And to be honest, coming up into this point of the season, there is an aspect that the coaching is actually keeping us competitive. And it's yeah. like the team's going up. And that's that's the thing. Like, if you go back to, like, uh, the firing of, of uh, Frank Wright over at the Colts, I think the team gave up on him. As we saw today, you know, you put Saturday. And then they beat the Raiders, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's actually funny. He actually tweeted that coach. Uh, he tweeted, he's like, you know, oh, the Raiders look like garbage. And then, uh, you know, like the week before. And then, of course, yeah. he comes in and he, he smokes the Raiders. So <laughs> it, it's quite humorous. That's it's quite pretty, humorous. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, you um, know, it's funny. Yeah. But I, but I think you're right, though, too. Is like, I mean, I, I feel like, coaching actually might be what's making the chargers competitive obviously like you know we're, we're playing with all of our scrubs uh out there like in we know that we have like terrible depth uh you know from yeah. everything i mean i ain't gonna throw shade though i mean i like deandre carter a lot and yeah. he does have like really good potential and stuff like that but he's not necessarily a fast guy um and i was a little bit more hopeful about his uh returning abilities and stuff but we haven't really seen any returns for touchdowns um but yeah like i mean our 100 our coaching is actually what's keeping us uh uh competitive and and not just 
uh, but not our offensive co- coaching. It's our defensive coaching. So Staley's doing his job right. I feel like. I think he is. I think yeah, he is. I I really think he is. And like, and so, yeah. bottom line is, it's definitely Lombardi. But that really just means to me that Staley needs to balls up and just be like Lombardi, you gotta go. Like, yeah. but and he's not doing that. He likes his guy. He likes the consistency. Uh, you know, and maybe that's just the problem. You know, it's like yeah. so like look. You got to make that tough choice sometimes. That's why you're the head coach. Yep, yep. And I mean, I, I don't anticipate if there was a coach uh, in that position. I don't. I don't anticipate it to be this year. Um, during the year, in this late in yeah. the season, in my opinion. Um, but you know, it's a hard thing when you got you know them almost having the ball for seven minutes versus you only yeah. having the ball for three minutes. That's yeah. That that makes a tired defense. That makes injuries happen. Yeah. That's basically tough. I mean, you could also really point towards the offense that, hey, you on your job to be able to give our defense a rest. And so there is that for sure. If I'm going at the end of the season, Brandon Staley is going to stick around. I'm pretty positive that Lombardi would go. Like, I'm pretty positive. Now, hey, who knows? Maybe next week. What if we get Allen and, her, and, and Williams back? Just looks like an old, you know. Who knows? I mean, we're talk- yeah. talking about it now. After when your emotions are high, after it's getting lost, yeah. like this is just kind of the normal conversation. True. Um, yeah. But her, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if Lombardi not getting fired. He ain't getting fired during the season. That's for dang sure. In my yeah. opinion, it's it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna eventually end up being Shane Day. In my opinion, if this trajectory keeps going this way, um, yeah. Aether, Aether saying Herbert will not lose next week. He will throw the ball seventy times. <laughs> you know, if we got, if we do have the players in those positions, we throw the ball seventy times. Yeah, <laughs> is our fall off right? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that. a lot of throws. That's a lot of throws, man. Yeah, that's a lot of throws. I mean, you, you actually even looked at the amount of plays that the, the Niners had in this game. It's seventy plays. So yeah, hundred percent of the time throwing the ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> hey, you know it's funny actually. Like you say that, but uh, um, I I have that VR um, NFL Pro Era game or whatever, and like all they ever do in that game is throw the ball. Like I'm not gonna run the ball at all. So it's like yeah. <laughs> when I'm playing that game, I'm just I'm just throwing it. You know, like yeah. it, it is it is it's way more fun, fun that way because that's all because that's all you do in that game is you just play as the quarterback in oh, in VR. Sure. And yep. so, like, you know, when you hand it off, you're not controlling the running back. You're just like, yeah. like oh, okay, it's more fun for me to throw the ball and hand it off. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, but it's tough. I mean, like Mark Matlock said, uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Balls, Herbert checking down. I mean, it is interesting because it, it was kind of like the uh, – it, it seemed like there was times that he could have – um, kind of gone and throw the ball downfield, but kind of didn't. Yeah. So there was a couple times I'm like, man, maybe that, maybe this, maybe he is getting injured. I don't know. Earlier in the game, I kept saying, Her- Herbert looks healthy. Herbert looks healthy. And then something just shifted all of a sudden again. And so, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to be able to see that. But there's a lot of check downs, missed tackles. I, I felt like every player, and when Debo Samuel gets the ball, I'm like, oh boy, he's going to take this thing for, forever. Right. And it was like three people tackled, 
base tackle, like not secure base tackles. Like, yeah, Mark, a couple really, really good points there on that. So mm-hmm. it's these check downs and, and especially Bandy kind of running down. I mean, that guy's 5'10", maybe with some some uh, arch lifters in his uh, in his <laughs> shoes. Some elevator shoes, you know. Elevator yeah. shoes, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not a downfield threat kind of guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's not that exactly. guy. Um, yeah. So, but once again, man, like I feel like it's like the players make the plays, but the coaches make the calls. Um, but when you don't got the players that could actually make the plays, it's, it becomes a very difficult task for you. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I do think that once again, there is that element of the coaches make the calls, and then they don't make the plays or do the plays. They're just mm-hmm. telling you to do a certain call versus right. like, and then the players need to make make it work and be able yeah. to get that long rip or whatever it is so it's just regardless it's it's it boils down to 100 injuries with this team yeah simple as that simple, simple as that. that so um well there's a couple backlog questions that i had yeah. here uh so let me go back to some of those there ben Grimm had a good one um cool. so how do they get better at tackling they don't seem to know how yeah. you know i think that's kind of like something that the chargers have always struggled with i feel like you know even uh, i i mean most notoriously um i know he just got into the chargers hall of fame but uh i was always kind of questioned like hmm anthony cromartie dude that fool like he had like antonio sorry i'm i'm still a little emotionally damaged here like a little like you know all over the map here but antonio cromartie was like the worst at tackling i felt like you know like yeah of course he had the uh the greatest you know kick uh field goal returned for a touchdown of, of, of all time or whatever. Uh, but man, that fool had some kind of butter fingers or he had like, he had hot dogs for fingers, like the yeah. freaking, you know, everything everywhere all at once. Go yeah. see that movie, by the way. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Antonio, Antonio to me was a guy that was a really fast guy that was able to get interceptions. He was able, he had good awareness of where the ball's at. Now, he wasn't the most guy that I'm going to go up and play against the run and try to take out a, a running back or whatnot, but he was not that kind of guy. He was more of a guy of being a ball hawk kind of guy. Yeah. I'd go after those interceptions. I mean, I always think back that game where he had Peyton Manning on, I think it was a Sunday or Monday night game yeah. where he had like four picks or something like that. Yeah, I think he had three, three. At least yeah. three for sure, like in I the first that, half at least. That one <laughs> that he caught where it was like – Dude, it was just like a one-hander, and I was like, yeah. this is insane, dude. Right? <laughs> insane. Yeah. yeah, Zach, that, that Herbert pass to Carter was insane. Like, that was a wild. That you were like, man, that's what I was like. Herbert's healthy, dude. Like, yeah, Herbert's healthy. Like, that was an absolute phenomenal um, throw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mark, Mark, man, you're throwing out good comments out of here, dude. Yeah, like, man. Appreciate it. Jeff Saturday, who's who's never coached in his life, won today. Was it him? No, the player stepped up. Yep. Yeah. And that's the truth. And and that's where I say Frank Reich, the players gave up on the dude. And that's really what it is. It was a morale change at that point. And, you know, having a fresh mind in there versus just putting, like, say, Gus Bradley as a head coach, does yeah. that really change, like, their mentality there? Um, maybe Jeff Saturday. Maybe we're, jokes on us. Jeff Saturday was a great head coach. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> like, yeah, right. We all thought like this is the most ridiculous like hire ever. This guy wasn't even in the system. He was being a consultant for the team. He was working for a network, and then all of a sudden he's a head coach and he wins his first game. 
Albeit against hey, the Raiders, you know that's dope. <laughs> well, hey, you know the Raiders. You know, I mean, I, as you know, always, you know, family trust respect. So, I, I mean, I that's think right. he, he's got, he's got a good good hand on his shoulders for actually t- uh, trash talking <laughs> the Raiders first and foremost before even playing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, you know, I will say this though too. So, like, uh, I kind of had this thought during the game um, about uh, Brandon Staley. So, even if Brandon Staley is not like going to live up to his potential that we believe that he will with us. I think the next team that he plays with is going to be lights out too, you know, and just kind of like we we've talked about this before too, but it takes a quarterback a while to ramp up or whatever. And to be the, the quarterback that they are supposed to be. Uh, I mean, like, look at Aaron Rodgers, look at Tom Brady. Aether talks about this a lot, you know, too. Uh, you know, look at all those greats, you know, Steve Young, Joe Montana, all that. Uh, they, it takes them a few years to get everything right. And that's kind of like, and that's the same with coaches too. You know, I mean, Bill Belichick coached the freaking, the Browns for a while. And, you know, they weren't that they weren't good when he was coaching them either, but then he goes on later to, to coach the freaking Patriots. And then he wins, you know, gets to the the Super Bowl like what, like 12 times and wins like seven of them. So like, yeah, dude, like, so, and that's what I'm worried about with Staley is that like, you know, we are his tutorial level yeah. and he's going to like, you know, figure something out. So the next team that he's going to coach at, he's going to be lights out. And that's yeah. going to like really piss me off. Cause like, it's like yeah. we had him, you know, like yeah. he was on our team. So. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. I, and the Niner, or excuse me, the church for the last <laughs> three head coaches basically were trial period, like type. Coaches. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, North Turner, he was a head coach with the Redskins, I believe, back in the days. Is that and right? the Raiders too? Yeah. And the, and the Raiders forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. We he's obviously been in the league. He's won Super Bowls. Mike Riley, June Jones, <laughs> Kevin Gilbride, like those guys were kind of that same kind of mix of of coaches. But I mean, more recently, you got to think the last three hires: Mike McCoy, that guy was basically kind of bouncing around. I mean. Eventually got a job at like offensive coordinator. I think he's with the Lions now or something. Or no, yeah, no, no. He's yeah. with the Jaguars now. Um, he was also with uh, an offensive coordinator for the Cardinals for a little while. All these kind of things. But he was kind of a first-time head coach. And same thing for Anthony Lynn, first-time head coach. Brandon Staley, first-time head coach. I yeah. always would say that my biggest worries about this coaching staff is that it's a very young coaching staff. It's a lot of these guys, um, these guys that are trying to figure it out for the first time in their positions. And so I I do want to, and I really would hope that the Chargers, and personally, in my opinion, I think Staley's a great coach. And I once again, I feel we're only at five and four because of coaching. I think it's purely based upon coaching. And you could look at that as a negatively or positively. I will look at it as a positive of why you're five and four because of coaching. Um, but I would really, really like to see the Chargers start being kind of like an organization like the Steelers where you have a head coach for 15, 20-plus years, and you keep a consistency of, of a system involved uh, yeah. with this team. And there's a big thing about the Chargers that there needs to be some sort of culture change within this team. Now, how do you change a culture? Well, you don't constantly keep changing the culture to try to change the culture. You yeah. Consistent culture, 
And I think Brandon Staley's that guy that can create a very, very good culture, which I think he is doing that. Like, mm-hmm. And you could say that from after his first year and see all the guys that we were able to get in free agency. Derwin yeah. James got J.C. Jackson over here. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's another injury that's <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's insane. You know, we got we got Kyle Van Noy over here. We got Sebastian Joseph Day. We got Austin Johnson. We mm-hmm. got these guys that are coming over here that want to be able to play for this guy because they hear great things about it. Derwin James yeah. is one of our leaders. He got J.C. Jackson to come over here. Yeah. Hey, like, that's that's what I'm talking about. And I'll even just say with the Jerry Tillery move, yeah. that was probably the first time I've seen a first-round pick get cut like that for the Chargers. I've never seen that yeah. in midseason and cutting them. Why did they do that? I think it was a culture situation for them. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Tillery wasn't wasn't into it anymore. And I think that he just mentally wasn't – he was checked out with his team. Yeah. So that culture changed. That's very rare for you to see first round picks getting cut like that mid round mm-hmm. or mid year, yeah. I should say. So, yeah. I don't know. I I think that yeah, exactly, Mark. I think the players love Staley, and the and this team is not giving up on him. And until you start seeing the team giving up on this coach, that's when it's it's time to go. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, and Richie actually did have a question about all this stuff too uh, early on here, but I you know I kind of banked it. Uh, so here's the question, you guys. You guys like your head coach. That said, if the offense is severely underperforming and he refuses to make changes, would you not fire him for that alone? Yeah. Hmm. You know, um, he, he's, uh, I think I'm about to sneeze, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe maybe not. You can hold it. Yeah. yeah so, hard, guys. Fall yeah. Back. Well, I feel like, like, kind of, I kind of got into it a little bit, you know. I mean, like, the truth is, too, is that, like, you know, Staley does need to make those tough calls. Uh, and you know, I know he does like the consistency, and he probably doesn't really want to think about trying to find another offensive coordinator, too. And like, and here's the here's the issue, too. Maybe Shane Day Day is not the guy either, and Staley yeah. kind of recognizes that right away as well. So, like. The question would be is like, okay, you know, yeah, we fire Lombardi. Who are we going to get to back him up? You know? Uh, but then again, that's kind of where Tom needs to do some back channel like discussions and maybe find somebody that could fill the spot for Lombardi and bring that to the table before we yeah. even talk about firing Lombardi. I mean, yeah. but I think we talked about this a little bit too, though, you know, is that like, look, because Lombardi was not fired on Monday, um, of the bye week or like Tuesday of the bye week, whatever, it's an yep. indication that we're not firing him this season. Yeah, you know, that's hands down. And unfortunately, I, we can we can huff and puff and blow the freaking you know the the Chargers the SoFi Stadium down, but uh, ain't having him. That fool's stuck there like a like a freaking stick in the mud. Yep, that's exactly it, man. I mean. I think I think there's no real move in, in Staley's side of things. Now, once again, I the other side of that discussion is, well, he, you are a defensive head coach and you have a pretty bad defense. <laughs> you thought you were gonna last year we were almost last against the run. I think might have been the last of the run. We we're giving up about twenty seven points a game. Um you know, we we weren't performing that well and we weren't performing that well with less talent last year and we're kind of almost in that same zone again where we're not performing well 
once again. So as a def- defensive head coach and your defense is underperforming, that's kind of where I think he could get also. Now, now once again, I'm not saying I'm, I want uh, Staley to get the boot. I don't think he's going to get the boot. I think he's a very solid coach, mm-hmm. and I really, really like that. Zach, that's a fantastic question and, and answer to that. I thought about the same thing, too. Pat White taking over play calling. That would be an interesting move. And um, very mobile guy. If you've ever seen Pat White back in his college days and such, too. That's kind of an interesting hire. And I think that was a very under-the-radar type call or a pickup for us. Kind of a, kind of seems like a very random time um, uh, that when they hired Pat White, it was kind of, I believe, a week into training camp or something like that. Um, so I, that would be an interesting move. Another, another move. Pat White wouldn't be a bad idea, too. So, but, Yeah. West Virginia, he was a, he was a beast out there, man. He was a beast. But either way, I think it's 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 on to the next guys. My hopes yeah. is that we do get a little bit more healthier, especially on the offensive side. I think defensively, like the the, the stat that we pulled out, I think it was four out of five red zone attempts. We only gave up field goals. As a defense on paper, you start looking at it and say, man, they look pretty. But guess what? Situationally, they've done well. And so yeah. something to hang your hat on. I don't think these laws are nearly as bad. Um, I think it's not like that Jaguar loss. It's not like that Seahawks loss. These are different losses. And and I, I don't think that it is really truly that bad. I don't feel horrible out of this loss. I, I kind of expected this loss. I would not be surprised next week we end up finding a way to beat for some random reason, Ooh. but that's just the Chargers' way. Like, yeah, we find some way to lose somewhere or another when we could have pushed forward to the next step in maybe in first place. Oh, we'll lose, but the next week we'll end up winning. So, they kind of keep you interested once again throughout the rest of the season, yeah, right. So, but I mean, I, I think us, and I guess I'm going to kind of wrap this up because I know we're at an hour now. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people, it's, it's a school night for everybody. Um, so. Um, I'm just going to say, look, this is this is a loss, obviously. But at the same side, we're losing a lot of players. And we, we're once again, I'm emphasizing a lot that the players make the plays, the coaches make the calls to make the plays. But when you don't got the players, it's going to be tough to be, make a effective call to be productive as a team. And I think it's really just a hard situation right now for us. But it's a situation that, once again, Joey Bosa is back in the building this week. Maybe he's coming sooner than we thought. Even in this broadcast, they talked about Mike Williams getting back. And he's ahead of schedule now. Keenan Allen, that hamstring issue is is a complete enigma to me. And I don't know what's going on with that one. But if you get Mike Williams back, great. Um, I would be excited to be able to see him on the field because we definitely need somebody on this field to help out. Josh Palmer will probably get pushed right into that Keenan Allen role. Um, which then we'll have kind of that 50-50 ball guy with Mike Williams. So, and hopefully Trey Pipkins will be back next week. I mean, I, you know, honestly, Paul Sorrell didn't play bad. Um, didn't play great, yeah. but didn't play bad. Um, I mean, he had a tough assignment against Nick Bosa. Um, but I I would definitely see, yep, it was nice to see him on the field today. It was good to see him out there at least. And so, yeah. um, 
But on to the next. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the Chiefs games next week, which we'll be at back-to-back Sunday night football games. It's going to be a good time, so I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I'm really looking forward to it as well. Uh, and uh, truth is, too, so we are going to be with uh, another fella and talk about this game as well tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be talking to CG Ruthless. Uh, he runs a uh, NFC or yeah NFC West uh, network, um, and we're gonna we're gonna chat with him for a little bit and just kind of recap this game. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game, and so I think he's actually he was he was talking to me a little bit on Twitter about some stuff already, and so it's a uh, it's gonna be an interesting week uh, for sure. But like I said. Uh, <clears throat> My bottom line is is this is like as of right now, <clears throat> our defense actually showed up, you know, and they held yep. them to a lot of uh, stops and field goals. But our problem was is that we kept uh, being stopped to field goals as well. And while we were ahead, uh, we just needed to make a little bit more um, effort and you know getting those uh, touchdowns. I mean, those drop passes that we had a couple times are are just killing us. Bottom line, you know. Uh, yep. you know, cause like, I think Bandy had a couple drops, uh, critical drops. McKitty had definitely the kid, a critical drop. Um, and that's just, uh, that's, that's just it, you know? Yep. Uh, but then injury is going to happen. And I yeah. think, uh, Richie said it too. uh, uh, one of his play, uh, friends from his MHRT thing said, look, the depends on how injured you are in the middle of the season. Um, and that's what's going to get you into the, uh, yep. you know, propel you through the playoffs. So yep, absolutely. right now we, we, we beaten and battered, but yeah, yep. the upside is too, is that like, you know, Bosa is probably going to start practicing again and yep. sure. You know, Williams is probably going to start practicing again. Um, I don't know if they're going to be ready for this game with versus the chiefs, but I think they should be ready potentially by as early as the uh, Cardinals game. So yep. Absolutely. That's my that's my hopes. So yep, it's my hopes. I actually it was interesting because Francisco said I'm not a Twitter guy, but my cousin said Keenan Allen had an interesting tweet, and it was a tweet where he showed the GIF. If anybody's seen the movie uh, Half Baked, and uh, there's a scene when he's he's uh, he I think he either left or got fired from the record store. The guy that's uh, the high guy, basically. Well, they're all high, but don't worry. Uh, yeah, not don't worry. And so, um, yeah, that is an interesting tweet. And, and he yeah. says, I'm not going to do, you know, freak out, man. So, yeah. and I think that's the thing. Like, I, I think the Chargers know, like, we are in a pretty good situation right now where just if we get healthy, just like what you were saying, Kyle, mm-hmm. when you get healthy, things will basically get better for us. So, um, things will get better. Things will get get stronger for us. I don't think that we're off that much. It's just, you know, right now the cookie crumbles that we got a lot of, uh, you know, weird injuries right now. And so true. We'll see. We'll see about this defensive line. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my, oh, that's my biggest concern here. Yeah. Um, so, um, but that's kind of really it. I mean, I think for us, I mean, let's move on to the next one of the Chiefs. We'll yeah. be chatting with them, uh, GC, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. So, yeah. And, uh, I think I'll try and, uh, set up something with Alex Gibbons again, uh, and cool. try and bring, bring him yep. onto the show again. I think that'd be yep. great. Maybe, uh, or maybe if he's not, uh, not available, maybe we'll get one of his friends. So that'll be sure. cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds great. But 
Perfect. Uh, I think we kind of did our last comments and everything too. Is we good? We good to go? We ready to roll? I think so. We're ready to get out of here. So, all right, guys. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a rough one, uh, but you know, hey, uh, I think we all I, we all can agree that we kind of expected this one to be an L. Uh, I mean, yeah. but uh, you know, just I think some people joked is like, hey, how about we just surrender the next game so we don't lose any more players? Yeah, can we do that? <laughs> Get an extra bye week there, you know. Yeah, yeah, an extra bye week. That'd be nice. That'd be real nice. That would so. be really nice. Oh man, that would be nice. <laughs> cool. That would be nice. But all righty, sounds good, man. Let's wrap it up once again. We're the Bull Bros. We've got two of the three here today, right now, Kyle and James. So once again, talking about the loss to the Niners, but either which way, there's still positives to be able to look at it. We're still five and four guys, and uh, we still got a long season to play. So. Let's get it. Let's get it going, guys. So we are out. Bulk Bros. Let's go. Oh, yeah.